home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. Well, hello, my lovelies. Welcome back to Rated G Radio. I'm your host. This is Garrett Miller. And um, it's a fresh new season of the show. Tonight we're going to be joined in just a tiny little bit with my guest co-host, Stephanie Gerard. You'll know her from her very own show, which will debut October 9th on a Sunday night at 11 a.m. How is that a Sunday night if it's 11 a.m.? You do the math. It's 11 a.m. somewhere, nighttime somewhere else. But Stephanie's show, Journey with Stephanie, is coming back. And we are excited to have Stephanie rejoin the fresh season here at Rated Radio. So you'll ask, where have you been? Have you been doing? We had summer. And this summer, the host and I decided to take Mondays off so we enjoy doing Monday night things we would normally otherwise be doing the show. Um, we're excited to be back, and we'll be here through the end of the year, every Monday night, live at 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, if you've missed the show live, and want to take us on the road with you, fear not, you can just plus the replay button right here on Blog Talk Radio. We're also on iTunes under our banner of rated LGBT radio, and we're on Apple's podcast. You can subscribe, take us, and listen to all the shows that are here on the network, including Rated LGBT Radio, starring Rob Watson. That's live Thursday afternoons. Uh, Journey with Stephanie is going to be our new Sunday flagship show once a month, the first Monday. I can't figure out the days of the week or even what time of day it is right now, first Sunday of the month. But this quarter, of course, we're starting the second Sunday because that makes no sense. But that's what we're doing because we like to mix it up and keep you on your toes. We've also got Rebecca Fisk. We've got... Uh, rated Oz Radio with my good friend Mary Lou Monroe Ray. That's my worst possible Aussie accent, but Mary Lou is coming back with some new shows of her own this year, and we're excited to bring her back when she wants to. She's got so many things going on right now. For Mary Lou, it's really a matter of scheduling because, you know, it's seven o'clock Pacific time, my time, but then it's like either 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, her time, the following day. So it's already Tuesday afternoon, her time. And she now has this thing called the J-O-B. <laughs> Apparently she likes to do because it helps pay her rent and help her buy food. So um, we are trying to figure out logistics doing so where we can be on the air at the same time because that's what we want to do. Anyway, and I love seeing this, without further ado, please welcome a round round of applause for Stephanie Gerard. Stephanie, welcome back to the show. How are you, my dear? Hi, Garrett. Good evening. I'm doing good. Doing good. Yay. Happy Monday. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Oh my gosh. A new season. I'm so excited. Are you excited? Getting, it's a new season. I'm so excited. And I'm going, okay, we've got this going on on this day and this on that day, and I can't keep anything um, Right. So anyway, we're we're at least both here tonight. That's the important thing. I'm so glad to get a chance to talk to you. So for all the people who have called in, and there's a guy, a gaggle, a gob of you. This tonight <laughs> is not the psychic call-in show. So if you want to ask Stephanie a 
question about things she and I will talk about this hour, you are welcome to call in, and we love it when you do at 323-657-1493. If you're calling to ask her a psychic-related question, you will have to wait until her debut show on October 9th at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, The Journey with Stephanie Show. Her inaugural show season will be all about you all in um, if you'd like to ask questions tonight on things Steph and I are talking about, call in because we're looking for the next hour. If you're asking questions tonight, it's not tonight. So there you go. With that disclosure, Stephanie, what's exciting in your world? I have so much I want to ask you and share with you. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's see. Where do I begin? From, from the last time that we connected, I made a... Pretty major geographic move. I moved from Alaska to Arizona and for a number of reasons, but I have a lot of family here. And so it's been super interesting, super fun, super hot because it is still, we're still over 100 degrees every day, which <laughs> it's a little warm for my blood. But um, so that's happened and I am shifting in. You know, what? what is this going to look like for me? Will I be a forever desert rat or will I migrate back north? Who knows? But I am looking at um, different possibilities like that. You know, sometimes in our life we make these decisions and initially we're thinking, oh, I'm going to do it for this reason. And then we arrive at our destination and it's like, oh. Well, this is cool, and this isn't what I thought I was going to learn, but that's okay. Um, I didn't get the handbook on this part of the journey, but do we ever? Not really. No. Um, yeah. No, no. So, so I am. Uh, it's teaching me to like, like when I work with people, it's like, oh, just be the moment, belly float, and here I am. <laughs> saying the same thing to myself and you know sometimes it's a different story when I it's my turn to apply that but um, you know people teach me and I love that and that's something I love about working with people is that they teach me too and I don't think that is said enough out there so so um, that's what's going on and then I'm doing this really really super cool thing um, I started journaling every single day and I decided I'm going to hold myself accountable and I'm doing it through this online journal. You know, you can find it on the internet, but it's super cool because if I miss a day, I get the friendly little reminder, you know, in the evening time. Hi, how was your day? It's this automatic email that comes to your inbox. So it's, that's been helping me to stay consistent. And so then you're probably wondering, well, okay, cool, you journal, all right. <laughs> What's up with that? You know, where are we going with this? And it goes to this. There's this thing that you've already done yourself, Garrett, writing a book. <gasps> and oh, I know. So it's getting me in this, uh, I'm getting, gaining the habit of writing every single day and I'm making it fun for myself 
And sometimes it's one or two sentences. Sometimes it's this whole bleh. You know, I just say everything I got to say and process it. So, um, so gaining the habit of that because the way this little neurodivergent brain of mine works, it's like it helps me to slow down and focus on one thing. But I did something recently and I thought of you all the way through. I saw this thing pop up on who knows what social media platform I was on, probably TikTok. And this ad popped up, hey, do you want to write a book? Have you ever thought of writing a book? And so I clicked <laughs> on the link. And then the next thing I know, it's like, well, I know what Garrett did. Garrett just planted himself and wrote for an hour a day for 30 days and had a book. Yep. So there was this free seminar, you know, by Matt somebody. And it was really fascinating. But Garrett, at the end of the day, it's like, well, you know, listening to Garrett, it's the same thing. So, but it was kind of cool, you know, yeah. different perspectives. Yeah. But it's like, mm-hmm. Garrett could have a school on writing a book. And there's three steps. <laughs> yeah, sit down. Right, and write some more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And and then there's this thing called what? Self-publish. Mm-hmm. And what do you think this book author promoted? Self-publishing mm-hmm. through Amazon. Self-publishing. And it's like, well, this this sounds like Garrett Miller. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Well, mhm, mhm. Yeah. Okay. Good for them. <laughs> That's the, that's my new that's my new favorite thing to say when you want to say something else. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> so then, because my Gemini mind has to gather further information, mm-hmm. of course, when when a person clicks on an ad for this topic, then how many more ads begin populating behind that ad? Oh, she clicked on that one. Let's send her ten more. So here popped up another one, and I thought, okay, well, I will listen and compare out of curiosity purposes because I thought, oh, okay, well, so this is a female, and she's going to go on and sing her song about how she did ABC and did really well at publishing a book. Garrett, she lost me at, okay, the beginning cost for this will be $40,000. And I'm like, okay, wait, wait, what did she just say? I, so now I have to listen. And then this is $8,000, and then that's $5,000. But today, totally car sales, Today right? only, right, yeah. To, today only, it's $3,999. And I went, click, and oh, that was all I yeah, needed to right. Yeah, right. Right. Oh. Right, right, and it's like no. Well, I'm I'm going to go back to the her. Garrett Miller School of Book Writing. <laughs> There's three steps, possibly four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, and and, uh, I, and you know, good for her that she has a business model that somebody wants to has that has that type of disposable income to spend on a venture that will be less likely to succeed than winning the Powerball two weeks in a row. So. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. But, but, I mean, the fact is we all, we all have some kind of shtick. You know, I have a day job that I absolutely love, but you know, people got to buy what I, what I'm selling. If they don't buy what I'm selling, I don't have a job. You know, you have a service that Mm -hmm. you perform. If you know, people aren't Mm -hmm. buying your service, you don't have whatever. So if she's got something for $40,000 that somebody has 40,001 to spend, woo, good for her. But statistically, you know, the odds of them being successful with that, you know, are slim to none because, you know, you're, you know, do we really need to talk about the odds of your first novel or music or film or whatever creative out of the gate being a blockbuster success that gets you on the Oprah Winfrey show and everybody gets one? No, nobody wants to tell you that, you know, your odds are slim to none, but mm-hmm. your odds are slim to none. Mhm. Mhm. Your book I'll buy though. I'll pay full price. Okay. Oh goody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yes. That's exciting. That is. It is. It's very exciting. So that that's so, new. So what is your? So what is your? Do you have a trend in your journaling that you've recognized? And if so, is it surprising to you what your what path you're going down? You know, that's oh, that's a very good question. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. About half the time, I'm throwing about six sentences out there and calling it good, and the other half of the time. It's like I'm writing a Dear Abby letter, you mm-hmm. see. And the, so one of the things I am noticing is that I like to, it's like, oh, I got to do this. Okay, let me open this up and I'll just dictate whatever's on my mind. And I throw the idea out there and there it sits. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know that if I go back in there, there's going to be all these ideas that I could probably, you know, tag on to. The other part of the pattern is just the daily processing of life. Well, this happened today and this is how it made me feel. So right now it's more so like self-psychologicalizing myself, Um, Mm -hmm. but making some observations now. The last week to 10 days, I'm going a little bit deeper, you know, with self self-observation and that's the part where it's like those are the places that I would like to go to because when we look at umbrella of book writing what is that going to look like and you know in the work that I do oftentimes people just want to know who's Stephanie on the daily who is she on the day to what kind of family come from you know what's your background what makes you this way there's some common basic questions that come up all the time and then there's this deeper part of me because see when I work with people depending on whatever is going on that's what we look at Mm -hmm. and sometimes you know we're just right there like sitting on the edge of the pond talking about the water or we're taking a deeper dive and we're looking at everything. And um, that's the place that I like to go. 
So I'm beginning to do that more in my writings of looking at, okay, this happened today, and then uncovering all of the layers behind what was really going on here, you know, mm -hmm. because there's this perspective, and then there's this perspective. Now, one thing that the first guy, when I did his little, uh, thankfully, a free workshop, um, it's like, well, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna sign up for two hours of my life, I would like to hear some action-packed stuff, you know, like what, what is this? And the the one theme that he kept saying, which again <laughs> goes back to the Garrett Miller School of writing a book, is keeping it simple and mm -hmm. keeping it real. And mm -hmm. he said, literally, say. I am not a professional. I am not, you know, whatever. And um, I actually, I bought his book, and it's simply called You Are an Author. Mm -hmm. And the, the print is larger. It's simple. And it's something where, you know, a person can just flip through, grab the concept, and go. But that was his point. Keep it simple. Keep it real. And just go with that. Because, you know, the reader, he was just talking about, you know, your average reader today, right. no one really wants to hear the fluff. It's like, what's the bottom line? Mm -hmm. I need to know, preface, and in chapter one, is this going to be worth my time for the next hour or 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. We've become a very Twitterized society. Remember when, you know, Twitter came out and they said it's going to be 140 characters or less. And we all thought, oh, my gosh, how in the world could we ever live with 140 characters or less? And yet now today, don't make me read two sentences. Because <laughs> if we get into it, you know, like you said, if it takes us longer than 30 seconds to read something, we're not going to do it. And I, you know, and I was, oh, I would never be that person. I have such character, Stephanie. I am very evolved. And now if it takes me more than 10 seconds to glance through something, I am turning the page. It's, it's done. Um, so, you know, I think this guy is, you know, right on it. Now, again, if you're writing maybe a murder mystery or a love story or something else where you're really doing, you know, character development and you're telling a, you know, a plot from beginning, middle to end, that may be a different scenario, but it's still simple as best. But if you're writing something like what you're describing and analyzing it and sharing your insight, why do this $50 word thing to make yourself feel important when all we really need to do is hear what's really happening in your life? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was, well, Rebecca always says interesting. That was interesting. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> so do you have a, give a plan for when you are going to quote unquote stop journaling and start turning that into the book or is the journal part of the book? Do you have a focus on how you want that to look? Again, very good question. I probably I would like to focus on the book. It would be fun to bring in excerpts of the journaling. However, that could get a little bit messy, especially if I'm not clear about what am I doing. I feel mm -hmm. like for between now and the end of the year, in my mind, I've decided this, that I will continue journaling 
and pay attention to, you know, what is the pattern and also think about where to go. And then the first quarter of the new year, spend that time. Because realistically, a person could write a book in a very short period of time. It's just for me, for where I'm at, it's like, well, let's gain the clarity. Is there, what's the direction here? Do I want to tell about something, a past experience? What am I writing about? So determining the what and then going from there. So I like that. that will yeah. be, that will be interesting, you know, and it's one thing to think that, okay, I've had all of these experiences and, oh, I'll just throw it all in a book. And, well, you could do that, but you're also going to have this regurgitation of <laughs> summed up in 110 pages or less. And is that what you want to circulate and put out there? So one of the stories, however, that I do plan to write about, this is real interesting, um, it has to do with, oh golly, it's been over seven years ago now. I had the experience of getting involved with what was known to be a spiritual center. And it was really quite the storyline that expired over just a very short year and a half or less. And it's very dramatic and in the end I was let's see the alleged leader of this group you know he saw himself as being this very spiritual wise informed man that knew everything about everybody and that's like okay and then I was his right hand person and in the mindset I was in and at that place in time in my life and the level of personal vulnerability that I had going on, honestly, and this is something that nobody wants to admit, I fell into it. I fell into the honey pot and was drinking drinking the honey and drinking the milk. And we're talking about it, there's this buzzword out in the world called narcissism. And mm-hmm. so had I been informed about any part of that and recognized it, I may have ha- made a different decision. But reality is there was a lot that unfolded. There was a lot that transpired. And then in the end, it was a culmination of events that led up to the plug being pulled. And so Because I was the authentic, gifted person, my gifts were being used (laughs) for profit, basically, for someone else's benefit, right? And, um, but in the end, it was to have gone from the being a right-hand person to being the person to pulling the plug and then disseminating it, not only in one location, but in two, two separate locations one in the state that I was in at the time, Washington State, and then the other one was in Alaska. And to have been a part of that, it was pretty. It was very, very powerful. Um, it was powerful, and at the same time, when things broke apart, 
there was a lot of people understandably hurt in many different ways, you know, from A to Z and in between. And when the center in Alaska finally closed, I was actually flown up there. And I stayed with the minister up there and she said, <laughs> I got the oh, by the way, <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> we're having our final Sunday service on Sunday and I want you to be there and we're having a psychic fair on Saturday and I want you to be there for that too and um, I know that you'll be able to handle it because I asked her I said well I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of people that walk in and they're going to be ready to spit nails oh you can handle it I said mm. oh, oh okay and she goes oh you know how to do that you'll be fine I I don't know about that. (laughs) So I had a couple of situations to handle, but I I stood there steadfast. I held my ground, listened to them, because that's the best I could do, right? Mm -hmm. Apologizing, no, that just, I was not deemed as an authentic person. However, very busy at the psychic fair. So... Then Sunday service came, and she asked me to stand up and say a few words, and holy cow. And I did. And I talked about the future and how we're letting go of the old and creating the new. And it actually turned out to be very positive. It really did. But it was powerful, and it was – but the whole time from with this experience for a year and a half, it was me questioning myself a lot, especially when things started to get strange. And then I would, you know, when I asked questions, it was classic narcissist behavior type stuff, right? And it's like, if any, for anyone listening, if anyone ever tells you, you don't know what's going on, you do know what's going on. And move in your power. And make those decisions. So it's a very interesting story. I spoke about it um, at a women's event several months later, and the room was packed. It was actually standing room only, which was fascinating, you know. Because well, you one think, thing, mm-hmm. do you think that 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 was just more of a sign of things to come based on? You know, just, you know, the universe works in mysterious ways, Stephanie. Oh, yes. And oh, yes. being able to have that opportunity where you get to see, okay, when, I, when I'm when i ready to tell the story, this is the type of reaction I'm going to get. It's large and it's needed. Is, yeah. Did you get any sense of that when, when you were giving your speech? No. When I was giving this speech, it was actually really cool. There's this this women's group in Kent, Washington. They meet once a month at the Denny's in the little Mm -hmm. conference room. And so it's a a sit-down, casual type of setting. However, that evening, more people came in and then more people came in. And... People wanted to hear. They were mm-hmm. curious. They wanted to know. 
and they had questions and we actually had to cut everything off because we simply ran out of it. Yeah. It was it was reminding everyone of the quote unquote spiritual group and this happened what not that many years ago um in Sedona. You know, the when they were doing the little smokehouse thing mm-hmm. and they were bringing mm-hmm. people in and they were saying, "Oh my god, I can't breathe." And people actually passed away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was a book written about that. So, so the women to this day are like, "When are you going to write that book?" So, I, it really is a message that I really believe people need to hear. And also from the perspective of, hey, look, you know, I'm, I really believe and know I'm here to help people. It's my passion. But then to have fallen into it and. And then after the fact, asking myself, oh, my God, you know, I was um, I had my own self perceptions going on at the time. But like you say, I wasn't seeing this big picture of this is a this is interesting. This can be shared and told to so many people. And just think about it, you know, when we look out there at I don't care if it's a church, I don't care if it's a corporation you know there's certain elements across the board i don't care what kind of interest group it is when there's these basic traits going on it's time to tune in real quick and listen and then sometimes just check out and keep going but this message does this story does need to be told this message does need to go out there. And like you say, will it go to the larger groups? I believe so. So do we think that it's going to be a major motion picture starring Meryl Streep, or is this going to be a Lifetime (laughs) movie original starring Lindsay Lohan? (laughs) We'll go with the Lifetime original series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something people can tune into. I, I could actually see this being – so I'm very into shows that have um, – you know, that you can binge watch, okay? Because I don't have TV. We've talked about this a million times. I don't have TV. I've got Netflix. Mm-hmm. And if there's a series that is engaging that can keep my interest, boy, I want to have 26 episodes or 22 episodes in like 10 seasons, you know, just keep it going. I'm currently watching a show that's – still on NBC, but it's been on Netflix called The Blacklist with James Spader. Mm. And his, historically, I have hated, hated James Spader. Couldn't stand anything about him. I think that I, my disgust of him, I'm going to bring this all full circle. My disgust of James Spader, if you're listening, James, I love you, um, goes back <laughs> to like the mid-90s when he was trying to be cool like Kiefer Sutherland. And it's like he is just not Kiefer Sutherland. You know, is that type of a thing? And mm-hmm. so I have purposefully not watched this show because I hate James Spader. Okay. So a friend of mine at work by the name of Hami says, Garrett, you've got to watch The Blacklist. It's the best show around. And I said, but it has that horrible James Spader. He goes, just watch the first episode and shut up. <laughs> so... I watched the first episode and I immediately go like, I love James Spader. Where has James Spader been all my life? I want to watch everything with James Spader in it. Now I've got eight seasons on Netflix of James Spader and the blacklist. This can't get any better. And so I'm at the end of seasons. I'm in mid of season seven of, of eight season nine, just finished on NBC and they're going to start season 10. So um, bring this all back to you. Steph. 
company, I could see this story being one of you, you know, this could be like a three or four season show on like NBC. So I think just make sure you're getting a creative consultant fee if you're not an executive producer and then just have the Brinks truck back up to your bank account. There we go. Yes. Yes, it actually could. Season one would be just getting to know the cast of characters, I swear. Right. Yeah. And then you have the big plot twist at the end of the season and you get into season two. And then, yeah, I mean, I totally see this being something that could go long term. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. There's layers upon layers upon layers. And yes. And, you know, it's interesting because during that time, during that experience, it would I would ask myself, is this like a movie? Mm-hmm. Is this, am I in the middle of a TV show and didn't know this? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and especially since it would be based, you know, in all of these different, you know, exotic places, you could get guest stars that want to come on because they'd be like, oh, they're shooting in Anchorage in, in July. It's lovely that time of year. Oh, yes, I can, I can clear my schedule for a two-week shoot. Absolutely. Yes. And fascinating. What's interesting is that the building, not the original building, but the second building in Anchorage there, has, it was bought out by a real estate office. And what's cool is that they re-gutted it and made it their own. So when I had moved up there initially, I could not see the building because I was recalling and remembering these memories and the energy signature. And I literally couldn't quote unquote see it. And so my fabulous friend, Jesse, my hairstylist up there, he's a hoot and a holler. You would love him. Jesse drove me past there. Look there. And I said, okay, what is that? And he's like, oh my God. That's where it used to be. And I'm like, and what was cool was this real estate office had redone the windows, lots of natural daylight. The parking lot was different. And it's right in the center of Anchorage, right downtown Anchorage, right in the middle. And it was neat because I was really happy to not have recognized it. And mm-hmm. that felt really good. That was cathartic, actually. And so it was comical. And from that day forward, I just never felt inclined to, you know, drive past there, you know, because sometimes I don't know about you, but with um, with buildings or experiences of the past, it's like, ooh, I want to drive by there again. Ooh, I'm mm-hmm. going to drive there you know, at midnight. I want to see what it looks like then. And that it just never crossed my mind. And I knew that, okay, well, that's all done now. Good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we do grow past it. But yeah, that could be how many seasons? <laughs> Who well, knows? let's start with four. And then we'll just let's... see, we'll pick up for, re- but you know, again, I don't want these short, lame ass eight episode seasons. I want like a full 22 episode run. <laughs> so it's going to be at least a hundred episode order. That's, you know, that's in my head. So um, let's just make that happen, please. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. We can do that. Okay, we will good. do that just for you. Okay, thanks, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be needing something to binge watch pretty darn soon, because, you know, <laughs> the blacklist is almost over. I'm almost ready to start season eight, and I need season nine to hurry up and get on there. <laughs> you know, I have heard very good things about it. Um, my brother, Michael, binge watched that, I believe. He's got all of his shows. I love going and staying the night at their house from time to time because he's got all these shows lined up. We're going to watch this, and then we're going to watch this. And there was one, um, I want to it's on Netflix, with, um, no, HBO Max, with Gene Smart. And oh, it ha- was uh, this. Hacks. Yes. I, she's yes. won the best actress for like the last two or three years in a row for, for that role. She can do no wrong. Fascinating. No, she she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. We sat down and he sat, he's seen, what is it, two seasons maybe or just one? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Maybe they've just had two seasons. I don't know. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, I have not seen it, but all you hear is A-plus reviews. Oh, she's funny. She's mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's funny. I love it. Michael just laughed, my brother, he just laughs and laughs and laughs. But uh, it's storylines, and they weave this humor through there, and she's dry, and she can bring in that menopause humor, you know, where it's crunchy and idgity, makes everybody else uncomfortable, and she doesn't give a rat's ass. Mm-hmm. But yet, when it's time to deliver that one very emotional statement, I mean, Michael and I were also like, we, you go from laughing to wiping tears and hoping nobody sees you crying, you know, because it's like, wow. But Jean Smart is funny as oh, hell. Love I've it. loved her and everything. I think we, she, I think she was in some movies before she ended up in, um, what was the show? Designing Women on CBS Designing you know, Women. for all those years. And then she went on to be on um, Frasier and she's been, I mean, she's, she's acted in everything. I, she's just somebody I would, I'd want to be friends with and yes. just go listen to her, like tell her, you know, just with the driest humor, you know, tell her stories <laughs> and you just sit there and just die. She's just the best, but you have to wonder she in is. real life, is she like, you know, is she really like that or is, is she just that great of an actress? You know, maybe she's like the most super boring person ever. And we hang out with her and go, like, come on, Jean, tell us another joke. She's like, can I just eat my pancakes? <laughs> I don't know. But with Hacks, what I loved about, the, I believe it was simply season one, she, you get to see her, you know, of course, the actress, but in all these different scenarios. Mm-hmm. And this is real life stuff. It, this stuff is relevant. You know, it's not like, oh, this is just the fake make-believe movie story. Um, mm-hmm. She's real. And I like that they hold on to her being a stand-up comedian throughout every episode, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And and just, you know, she can be super neurotic. And it's funny. She, you know, the first First or second episode, she's interviewing a young lady to be her executive assistant. And the, this this young lady, she's probably in her early 30s, she's like, you know what, I'm out of here. Uh-huh. And so she goes to leave, 
and Gene Smart. And this is very long, long driveway, at least a mile long. And this girl's like, I'm out. And she takes off, and Gene Smart gets in her little fancy, sporty, whatever the heck she drives, and chases her down and cuts her off. And the girl's like, this woman is really nuts. She's crazy, yeah. And Jane's like, you're hired. Start my day. <laughs> And she gets back in her car and zooms back to the house. And the girl's just sitting there like, oh, God, what just happened? I don't even uh-huh. know what just happened. And but did she start on Monday? She sure did. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Jean holds her close and keeps her in cahoots with everything. Yeah. Oh. Funny. Oh, oh, oh. Well, maybe one day it'll come to Netflix because, you know, that's my only source of entertainment. And quite frankly, I am not for everybody. Else, oh, but you could get Hulu and you could get Disney Plus. I, you know what? If I get through two episodes of The Blacklist, which is only 41 minutes each, if I get through two episodes a week, that's a busy week for me on Netflix. So adding to my repertoire of options mm. is certainly not there. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm but I'm always looking for something fun to watch next. So my list on Netflix is at least a mile long. I, and I would love it if we get Gene Smart on the Netflix. But there we go. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. So can I tell you something fun that's been happening in my world in the last little bit of time? And you know a little bit about this, but this is something that's so brand new that I haven't had a chance to even share this offline with you. Yeah. I got something in the mail today. Well, um, you know I've been doing sound certifications, right? I've told you that, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So for everybody who has been on this journey with me, um, earlier in the year, I decided I wanted to learn how to do sound baths. Sound baths are when you take these giant crystal bowls and you, you know, bang a mallet against them. Not hard, folks. Or you rub them around <laughs> and they make these, you know, like a wine glass except there's no wine involved, and they make these glorious sounds, okay? So I thought, well, this is really kind of cute. This is fun. And then all of a sudden, the next thing I know, of course, because, you know, Big Brother is listening. On Facebook, I start getting all these ads for sound bowl certifications, singing bowls, and da-da-da-da-da. So I ordered a set of singing bowls and spent a million dollars on those. Not really a million, but it just felt like it at the time. And I did a impromptu sound bath at work. And of course, I have no idea what I'm doing. But as you learn, there's really not a wrong way to do it, but it's, you know, maybe some disclosures you should give out, you know, maybe ask some questions, like if you've got any metal in your body or a pacemaker, you can't be part of this. Here's why, (laughs) you know, some things that, you know, you should probably know. Anyway, so I did the sound bath at work. And at the end of this, again, never have done it before. My entire team is either fast asleep, and it's not because I'm boring. I was fantastic. But it was so relaxing, or they had tears of just, you know, stress coming out of their eyes, um, super sleepy, super relaxed. And the, everybody's like, oh, my God, we need you to come to our office and do a sound bath. And I'm like, okay, sign me up. I'll, I'm glad to do it. But that's when these courses started, you know, hitting my feed. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to start this. But what happened initially is I decided in my next album that I want to do some type of guided meditation type of a thing. So I completed a 
a medica- meditation master course with this guy, Kevin Ellerton out of New York, who I thought when I saw his picture, oh my God, I'm going to hate him. He is going to be the world's biggest dork. And oh my God, I'm going to hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, but then he had a special million dollars, you know, like your lady for $40,000, but today only for, you know, thirty nine ninety five type of a deal. <laughs> well, Kevin Ellerton's deal was, I don't know, something like under a hundred dollars. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to treat myself. I don't go out to eat. I don't splurge on myself. I'm going to use this as part of my education for the year, whatever. So I signed up for this. First three seconds of him talking, I'm like, he, oh my God, I have to be his best friend. I wonder if Kevin would be friends with me. Would Kevin like me? Should I reach out to him privately? Because <laughs> I'm a dork. Yeah. Okay. That's just the fact. And I got through about half of the certification and a bunch of life happened over the course of the summer and it just kind of delayed everything. And one day, a few, probably about a month and a half ago, I said, you know what? I just need to go back and see how far along I completed in Kevin's course. I don't think I have that much more. So I sat down on two of my days off and I just kind of like banged it out and I finished the certification. At the end of that, I was, I felt really good. I did reach out to Kevin and I said, I'm glad to give you a testimonial. We exchanged, you know, notes a couple of times, you know, professionally, and it was just really a lovely exchange. So then the sound bath thing wow. comes up and I said, well, oh, well, you know, maybe I should, you know, so I had this thing bookmarked since the time I signed up for Kevin's class back in March. So I, thought, I said, you know, I'm done with that. What am I going to do next? Well, maybe I should click this link, you know, as one does. So, of course, this is the, you know, sign up today for $40,000. But if you act now, it's only a dollar, you know, that type of a thing. So I did that. <laughs> and I signed up for this this course. And this lady's out of New York also. And in a very short period of time, finished the sound certification one. And there was a part two to it. So I finished that. Um, this last week, but part of this sound healing certification was that I um, also am certified now as a singing pyramid healer. And here's what Mm. showed up today, a solfeggio weighted tuning fork healer with nine tuning forks, which includes a DNA repair. um, It's one of those things the tuning forks emit such a unique frequency, and they, they're used to healing. really know about tuning forks already, Stephanie, but for the listeners out there, um, you, you can just go Google it or YouTube it or something like that for singing bowl healing meditations or tuning fork healings, that type of thing. But you cannot fathom how fantastic these forks sound until you see them in person. So literally today I got home. And I was super excited, Stephanie, because outside of my front door on my gate was my package from Isogenics. So my vitamins that I pay with my telomeres, and if you need another word, friends, to go and take a look tonight, telomeres is the word of the day. Um, it's a way to help your DNA strands you know, stay longer for a longer period of time so you stay younger and blah, blah, blah. So go do your research and look it up. So, so I was super excited that I was going to get that because I got the notification, but it did not tell me separately that my solfeggio weighted tuning forks arrived today. So I raced inside before the show, ripped open one of them, and the one that I chose to open was the uh, sole purpose chakra tuning fork for the Merkaba meditation. So I banged on it once and waved it around my head, and 
I'm telling you, Stephanie. I was like, ooh, la, la. I can't wait to open up all of these because this is amazing. So, um, yeah, my tuning fork showed up today. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for you. I'm very excited, too. Something. I wonder if you'll be invited to do your tuning forks at work. I think that they are, and this is, this is no joke. So every time I do something, they always remind me, we are a very conservative company. And I'm just like, who really believes that? Okay. Um, <laughs> but that's the line, you know. But then I say, well, can I come in and do a singing bowl sound meditation thing? And they're, oh, my gosh, yes. Okay, cool. So, but I also, my office admittedly is full of mega cool people who are totally on board with this. So if I said, yeah, if you, as long as you don't have a heart, you know, a pacemaker or metal screws in your skull, um, I can bring my tuning forks in and we can do a healing session. So I, I can't wait to do that. But the other thing that um, is supposed to show up this week is a 528 Hertz DNA healing repair singing bowl. And so these are the two things that I really splurged on this week were these two items. But, you know, like I share with you, I really don't spend a lot of money on myself. This last year has been about, you know, being debt free, putting money away for retirement, all of that. So spending a little bit of money on myself um, really is I have to talk myself into it. I'll have items that will sit in my, you know, like a a $10 item in my Amazon shopping cart will sit there for weeks because it's like, ooh. Should I spend the $10? Oh, I don't know. Have I earned it this week? No. Oh. And I do that all the time. So the tuning forks wow. and the 528 hertz uh, DNA, it's a high C. Um, I'm excited to see that because my, my singing bowl set that I have, you know, it goes dun, 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 dun. And then it, that's it. What's missing is the dun. You know, it's the do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti. And, and if you don't have the do at the end, my voice is cracking. Sorry, everybody. You know, it's just not the complete set. And, but it's that right. last high C at 528 hertz. That's the healing that goes into your DNA and your cellular structure. So I'm very excited to have that come. Anyway, so that's my splurge for the week, and that's what came today. That's super exciting. I yeah. I have a tuning fork, and it is the Biofield tuning fork and I don't know much about the frequency or anything a good friend of mine she had bought it for herself because her naturopath uses it on her and I thought well and you know like you so I invested in that instrument oh about a year and a half almost two years ago I certainly don't use it enough but here's the cool thing when I do use it, Garrett, it's so powerful. Like what you described, I'll gong that thing and wave it even above my head, you know, the crown Mm -hmm. chakra area. Oh my goodness. Wow. (laughs) So what, what is, what has been described to you the benefit of that particular tuning fork? Cause now I, after, after we're off the show, I want you to either Google a picture or send me the name of it. Cause I want to go like, look at it and see if I need, if I, if I, do I, if I have to have one, Stephanie, I might, must have one. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I don't know all of the details about it, but I will find you the right link and send it to you. This one I know is used, the naturopath, for example, 
the naturopath in her office will use it for sometimes a person's blood pressure or what mm. if they have a physical thing going on. So she uses it according to whatever the intention is for what the person mm-hmm. needs. And so that's that's how she uses it. I have used it for similar things with myself, whether it's on the physical body level or perhaps it's with a chakra. Now, my thing is I'm sensitive anyway, so when I use it, I have to really think about what am I doing in the next day or so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I have any commitments? Do I have to go somewhere? Because it's, it is that powerful. And the first time I used it, it was like, oh, well, that's cool. And boy, did I get a dose of some pretty powerful healing. So I will send you the information about it. But I'm telling you, um, now with the sulfagio ones that you have, however you say that fancy word, um, those are fascinating. I know that there's, you know, like on YouTube, you can pull up that music. Sulfagio, sulfagio. Yeah. yeah, so here's the difference between the chakra tuning forks that you can find online and the sophagio ones. Uh, the chakras, so this basically has the same uh, range as the chakra, but you get the two, bo- if you order before midnight tonight, you get the two bonus forks. Uh, but the two bonus forks are the the lower and the higher. So, um, you know, you mm-hmm. have your seven chakra forks, and then you have one that's for, you know, below the seven, and then one that's above the seven. Um, and one of them is um, for the DNA repair. And so there's the, if you get have a, a, a set of chakra tuning forks, great. They'll, the Solfagio, S-O-L-F-E-G-G-I-O, is just, um, it's, it's, it's a larger set. It's, it includes two more. And it include, so it has the full range of do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, like that. So mm-hmm. all of those um, tones or hertz, that's really what we're talking about in terms of energy healing. Um, they're included in that set. So if you see a Selfagio, um tuning fork set or a chakra, chakra tuning fork set, neither are one's better than the other. It's just what draws you to them, and that's the right choice. You know, with you talking about that, I know there are different tuning forks for different things. The one that I have it's finally coming to me now. It's called an activator. And so through intention of whatever it is that I want to have healing on, it will, quote unquote, activate the healing. So it's, it, this one's not necessarily for the chakras, but it will activate whatever it is that I set my mind to. But okay. yes, I'm, I'll I'm get Googling the website. I'm Googling that right now. Yeah. Biofield tuning. Biofield tuning. Biofield okay, well, tuning. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. The one that I have is called, and I'm looking it up, it's called the Sonic Slider. Oh, the Sonic Slider. That sounds even cooler. Okay. Yes. Is that, does it have to be, is it that brand? Is Biofield tuning the brand? That is the brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tuning. Don't you just love listening to me type while we're on live radio? But I've got to do this right now if I don't. Okay, biofieldtuning.com. Okay, I have to. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Sonic slider, here we go. I see the sonic slider. That's the one that I have, and it's pretty powerful. And, you know, it's not – 
the same zhuzhi as all of the other ones are. However, it's still equally powerful. Cool. Well, I yeah. like that. I appreciate. And there's even one with the Sonic slider tuning fork and handle extender. Um, and for one twenty nine, that's six dollars off the regular price. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. It reminds me of those old. Um, I'm I'm dating myself here. The old TV commercials, Ronco presents. Oh, Ronco presents. Old- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For only nine ninety nine, for only mm-hmm. seven ninety nine. You know, back mm-hmm. in the day, that was a lot of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or well, as, still the, as seen on TV with the with a bamboo steamer and a set of Ginsu knives. And if you order before midnight tonight, we'll also throw in a free <laughs> bow weevil hair cutter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to go work for QVC for a while, and because I used to buy every single product as the as seen on TV, they were great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a pair of, what are they? They're the tall knee sock, com- compression socks with copper mm-hmm. in it. Oh, yes, TV. yes. I remember those. Yeah. No, they're cool. The, the, they're awesome. From the bamboo steamer to the the chop, the Vegematic, you know, it wasn't a Vegematic. It was something else. But then there's the, the power cooker that sat on the cooktop to the, I mean I bought it all and they all worked but you know what also works is a great private reading with Stephanie Gerard her link to her website is on the show tonight we've had a fantastic hour talking to Stephanie Gerard she is going to come back with her show journey with Stephanie on Sunday October 9th at 11 a.m pacific standard time it's already programmed into the channel here so if you follow the show and want to tune in on Sunday the 9th at 11 a.m., Stephanie's going to be back with a very special guest, herself and you, and she's going to be taking your calls for the entire hour. So this is my indulgent hour on Rated G Radio to hang out with my fantastic co-hosts with their own shows, and it's my <laughs> chance to catch up with people because um, you know, the rest of the month we don't get a chance to talk. So, uh, Stephanie, yeah. with a minute left, what else should we promote about what's going on in your world? And then we're going to bid adieu until next time. I would just simply, just a little tidbit of information, let everybody know. There's a lot of energy spinning right now. We have trograde. So, folks, if you feel like things are a little crunchy and wonky, it's because they are. So just hang in there, breathe. One of my favorite phrases is belly float. And join me on October 9th at 11 a.m. Pacific. I'll be back. Yeah. And one of the things that I can say also, if you've never had a private reading with Stephanie, she does some excellent energy healing and energy work, chakra rebalancing, Mm -hmm. theta energy. Uh, She pulls plugs and cords and cuts the cables, does all of that stuff. You think that it's crazy until you go through it the first time. Then you're like, where has Stephanie been all my life? She's right here for you, folks. So book an appointment with her on journeywithstephanie.com. She'll be back on October 9th. And I will see you next week right back here on Monday night here on Rated G Radio. It is a pleasure. And um, Stephanie, I'm probably going to need a session pretty soon. So expect a call from me and um, you'll come through the day like you always do. Yay. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to RatedGRadio.com. I know, right? (laughs)